Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, WTIC News Talk 1080, the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorice, our master of ceremonies, Morgan Cunningham on the news, and of course, my crack researcher, LJ, somewhere, somewhere in an undisclosed location, obviously. Hey, uh, w- welcome to the program, 9-11, so let's just, just jump into it, right, as we do our 911 call to God for help, shall we? Let's gather our thoughts for a moment. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we are grateful for another day of life. We're grateful for another day to wake up and and be able to function. You know, we take it for granted all the time, God. We take it for granted all the time that health is a precious gift. The ability to think and move and, and work and play and just dream and have thoughts and ideas of things. It's, just, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Thank you, God. Thank you for the beautiful creation that you've made, that that you've given us responsibility over to care for and steward and manage and and enjoy also. We're grateful for that, God. We're grateful for our country and the, the thousands and thousands of people who have made the ultimate sacrifice and their lives been given for liberty and freedom, God given rights. Um, we're grateful for all of the folks, Lord, who, who protect and defend our country. Thank you for our first responders, our law enforcement, firefighters. Bless them. Protect them. Help their families today as they're separated. They have problems, too, just like every other family. And so we, we pray for strength for them today. Thank you for all the men and women in, in armed forces that are active duty, reserve, waiting for the call. Thank you, God, for all those folks. Keep them safe today. Bless their families as well. Thank you, God, for uh, our veterans who, uh, in many cases, didn't didn't wait to be 
called on or pulled on, but just, just volunteered to serve. And we're so thankful for those folks, and we, we pray your blessing on them today and, and their families as well. Um, God, we thank you that we're able to uh, be on the air today and to speak freely and openly, and we do so without, uh, at least for now, the fear of persecution or prosecution, and we're grateful for that. So, Lord, we pray that you bless our show today. Give us, uh, give us clarity, understanding, and uh, thank you for our audience. We've got a wonderful audience. They're good folks. Don't always agree. That's okay. Pray you bless them today. Help those that are ill. Help those that are struggling emotionally, relationally, financially. God, give them relief. Give them clarity. Give them comfort. And uh, thanks for TIC. Thanks for chance being on the air today. We give you thanks and praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Can I get an amen out there? Amens are gladly received on social media: Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Same handle, all four accounts at Will Marotti. You may email me uh, an amen or a, a concern or an article or a compliment. I'm always open to compliments. Uh, email me at wilmrady at yahoo.com. <laughs> I mean, it's so much better than Gmail, right? Yahoo. Anyway, actually, I have a Gmail account, but I don't, I don't, it's my, my, my Yahoo is my only public account. 860-522-9842, the number. has got a great show for you today. A lot to talk about. This day in history, May 3rd. Um, a total solar eclipse occurred in Northern Europe and Asia in 1715. Edmund Haley, of course, a comet named after him, uh, dis- discovered uh, th- that, that, same, that same comet. Uh, accurately predicted the eclipse within four minutes. Imagine that he predicted a totally solar eclipse in, ni- in 1715 in four, four minutes of its coming. Um, total, complete solar eclipse directly over to London experienced a three-and-a-half-minute eclipse, total eclipse. I've never, I've never seen. I don't even know what that is. I, what, does that mean darkness? Is a total eclipse of the sun? Is that... I mean, there's a song like that, Total Eclipse. Oh, no, Total Eclipse of the Heart. No, the song. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 1921, Ireland is petitioned. I do entertain myself. I just, I know some of you don't like that, but I, I, just, I just enjoy life. Participation of Ireland divided into an island for the free state of Ireland in the south and the smaller region, Northern Ireland, both of which initially remained part of the United Kingdom. The petition sparked civil war between... Um, former comrades who either supported or, or, or opposed the, the partition. Uh, in 1937, let, let me say, put your thinking cap on. A Pulitzer Prize was given out to the author Margaret Mitchell. What, what did Margaret Mitchell write that got a Pulitzer Prize? That's right, Gone with the Wind. <clears throat> 1952, two Americans land a plane at the North Pole. That's pretty gutsy, <laughs> 52. Uh, Joe Fletcher and, and William Bennett, Benedict flew uh, to the North Pole. And uh, with Albert Crary, a, a polar geologist, uh, three men, first Americans to set foot on the North Pole. 
Mm-hmm. Crary also became the first person to ever walk on both the North and South Pole when he went to Antarctica in 1962. 63, not a good year. Bull Connor turns fire hoses on civil rights leaders in Birmingham. Not, uh, not something you want to be remembered for. And in 1978... I think Al Unser Sr. won the Indy 500 in 1978. 1978, um, the first spam email was sent. It was roughly received by 400 participants on ARPANET, which was a precursor to modern internet. Wow, big, it's a big spam mailing, 400. Woo! All right, that's it, this day in history. Um, May 3rd. Tomorrow's the National Day of Prayer, by the way. I'm going to be talking a lot about it tomorrow, but uh, I'll give you some, some pointers on how you can find out where there is an activity. If you want to go, there's activities all over the state. I had the pleasure of being the uh, state coordinator for National Day of Prayer for, I don't know, five or six years. It was a wonderful honor. And uh, it is a actual holiday. It was signed into law by President Ronald Reagan after a a, a joint session of Congress uh, approved it. Um, National Day Prayer is always the first Thursday of May, and it's just a time to honor the country and pray for God's help, mercy, guidance. Uh, and it's non-denominational. You know, doesn't I mean it's Christian? It's a Christian expression of National Day Prayer. That's what we celebrated. But um, but Catholics, Christians, Protestants, non-denominational, all. All can uh, all can join together and focus on the day of prayer. So we'll talk more about that, and then tomorrow is the National Day of Prayer. All right, let us go to uh, first call of the day, brought to you by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to uh, Doc in Harrington. Doc, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. Um, God bless you. God bless you. Um, I, I want to say one thing, and, and I, I was very impressed. I've heard you talk to Chris Healy quite often. Yeah. And I love to see that people can set aside their denomination to have a, a truthful, heartful discussion about the Lord. Why not? It's just so heartwarming right? to I hear mean, that. You should be able to do that, right? I mean, that's what Americans do, I think. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a very common thing. And I've, and I've said, and you've heard me say this, Doc, I've said for years that I think, I think it's unfortunate that there isn't more cooperation between Catholics and Protestants. Well, here's my point. Um, I used to work with an evangelist, and my best friend was getting married, and I was going to be his best man, and he asked me to pick out the readings for his wedding. So I had my Bible at work. The evangelist walked up and picked it up and said, hey, your Bible's the same as mine. Mm. Why wouldn't it be? Well, (laughs) I don't know which Bible. (laughs) I I mean, I'm just saying, there's... There, you know, we all, we all, Catholics, Protestants, non, you know, evangelicals, whoever, whatever group you might fall into, as long as Christ is your Lord, and you recognize Him as Savior and Lord, then I think I think we have a lot we can talk about. Obviously, there's separation. Obviously, there's things we disagree on. But um, you know, I I just I mean I I just got a book in the mail that I'm going to read. I couldn't find my old copy of it, uh, written by a Lutheran. Uh, back in Nazi Germany times, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the cost of discipleship. Um, you know, there's always differences among groups, but 
I I think in in big cultural things like we're facing today, we should focus on what we agree on and stand united. Exactly. So that's, and that, exactly. and that's why I appreciate Chris Healy so much and Peter Wolfgang also a <clears throat> family institute. Doc, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Matt, let's pay some commercials, uh, pay some bills with the commercials, and we'll come back. Ralph Rudy, you're up next. Um, uh, 921 WTSC News Talk 10A. We're right back. Two minutes. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. <clears throat> hey, you know, I'm sorry, Bud Light sales continue to decline, not only Bud Light, now it's spread out among other brands with Anheuser-Busch. question is, what did they miss? We're going to talk about that with Reese on the radio at 936. All right, I got a full board. I'm going to give everybody about 45 seconds, uh, please, and let's start with Ralph in South Carolina. Go ahead, Ralph. Uh, good morning, uh, Pastor. A uh, couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, I would like to just tell people in this country that in another few years you will be told when to – what, time, what to drive, when to go to bed, what to eat, when to eat it, you will have no control over your life whatsoever. Uh, second thing is listening to these idiot Democrats, and I'm sorry, that's what they are in my opinion. I was one at one time. When they talk about the border, they control the House, the Senate, yeah. and the White House. They yeah. did nothing. They did nothing. At all. You're, you're so, so please, right. You're so right, Ralph. But I'm, I'm not ready to wave the white flag. I'm not surrendering to anybody yet. So. My, Pastor, my point is they're nothing but a bunch of lying garbage hypocrites because when you had a chance to do it you didn't do it yeah no you're right and and they want what's happening now that's the important thing this is what they want to have happen ralph thank you for your call let's go to uh joe and chester joe welcome to the show hey uh i can do this really quick there's way way too much despair in this audience they people need to read read proverbs chapter three verse five and six um, you know, the, the sound scan number, by the way, has Fox News called Arizona for 2024 yet? <laughs> no, Pastor Will, just really quick. Um, people need to look at the sound scan numbers. Bill Maher gets less than a million people on a weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at Spotify, my, my favorite band, America, gets as many downloads a month as Miranda Lambert, who's very current. America hasn't yeah, had it yeah, since 1983. Yeah. Joe Rogan. And by the way, I love them featured in the Chuck Smith uh, movie there in the middle of the yes, movie, yes. Lonely People. You're right. You're um, right. Very good. It, people need to see the sound scan numbers. Tucker Carlson's got 100 views, 100 million views already. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. People people really need to look at real numbers. These Don't be despairing by these they don't have the numbers. It's just Joe, I'm going to take another call, but let me say this. The reason people are despairing is because the media controls the message and that people aren't realizing there's more of us than there are of them. That's the problem. But yeah. you and I no, need to continue pr- pr- uh, pr- proposing a good, positive message, 100%. All right, Southern Command, Rudy, welcome. you got about a minute, Rudy. Um, Actually, you got hey, about 40 seconds. You, all right, then let me go. Uh, you and Pastor Andy have huge properties, right? I, I don't know, huge, significant. On your yeah. church. Yeah, sure. And you both feed you both feed a lot of people with your food banks and your Thanksgiving fundraisers and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys should start doing community gardens with your members on your grounds. 
people have talked about we've talked about before it's it's a that's something that's been suggested i i i haven't honestly i haven't thought about it really until recently that it's a legit thing and i think you're right you got lime and orchards right there they might help you with some uh fruit trees but you got i'm I'm gonna send you pictures of what i did with raised beds so you can see what i did all right but uh i'm looking for that all right, Rudy, I got to let calling. you go, but thank you. Thank you for your patience and holding. All right, listen, good break for the news. We'll be right back with Reese on the radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back, 940. This is from HotAir.com. Sales of Bud Light have been plunging since the company enlisted the help of transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney a month ago in a marketing campaign. The week that ended April 22, the brand's in-store sales plummeted more than 26%. This is according to figures reported by Bump Williams Consulting. That's a firm here based in Connecticut that specializes in watching and monitoring alcoholic beverage industry. The decline is all is only accelerating. Two weeks before, sales dropped 21%, but the week before that, it was 11%. Bud Light is the best-selling beer in America by far, said Bump Williams, the founder and president of the agency that bears his name. But in 2022, Anheuser-Busch InBev sold more than five, uh, $4.8 billion uh, of Bud Light, outpacing uh, Modelo, uh, at 3.75 and Michelob Ultra at 3.3 billion, but they are tanking. They are tanking. The question is, how did they miss this? How how did this happen? Marketing people for Bud Light have already been fired or on extended leave. How in the world are people this smart be so dumb? Joining us now on the hotline, the one and the only. Well, he's, he is he is one and only. He's original and he's awesome, and we love him. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, Reese. How are you? Oh, man. Listen, this if you thought this story couldn't get any worse, it just uh, keeps getting worse for Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Now, I mean, this defines cratering. <laughs> truth be told, let me say, full disclosure, I don't right. drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in almost four years. Good for you. Good for but you. I used to be a big Bud Budweiser guy. I used yeah. to be, you know, and then I remember my outrage when the Anheuser-Busch company sold the company to InBev, this Belgian company, uh, the company that's uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, I guess they own Stella Artois. Yeah. That's the name of the company right. they own. Right. right. So I was already outraged when that happened. I'll never forget that sometime in the 90s when that happened. But then to watch this thing happen is even crazier, Pastor Will. And mm-hmm. you do something on your show. If I could rehash a segment yeah. you did about a half about a half an hour ago. Yeah. 
every day on this show, and I think it's a great segment, you go, you do this day in history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And it's great. It's one of my favorite things that you do. Can we do a little this day in history? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's yeah, not sort ahead. of in the same. But let's no, just now you've got me wondering. our go guide ahead. with the Bud Light scandal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go back to a man by the name of Dan Cathy. Do you know who he is? Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. There you go. In 2012, Dan Cathy, the chairman of Chick-fil-A, said publicly that he opposes same-sex marriage. Yeah. Do you remember the scandal I, that ensued thereafter? I, I do. Fury, anger, frustration. The, the, exactly. People mm-hmm. from the LGBT community were staging these kiss-ins mm-hmm. at all of the Chick-fil-A places across the country. The media came out there to catch the gay community going out there, and people were going to go into the Chick-fil-A's and make out in front of all of the customers as a backlash to Dan Cathy and his traditional beliefs. But what happened? The entire Chick-fil-A eating community rushed to Dan Cathy and Chick-fil-A's defense, and Chick-fil-A's uh, uh, sales soared. Yeah. Right? Because they stood with He should have a right to have his religious belief. Mm-hmm. The guy's only trying to make chicken and waffle fries, and we love him. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what people did. They ran out to all of the – and the lines were around the corner. Chick-fil-A was elated at the support that they gave to the company. Mm-hmm. Now, contrast that with Bud Light. Why didn't Anheuser-Busch get the same response from its customers that they were trying to appeal to that Chick-fil-A did? Because in essence, if they're following the same model mm-hmm. that Bud, Bud Light or Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch had said, we want to cater to the transgender community by having Dylan Mulvaney as our spokesperson, that means that all of the people like Kid Rock and all of the country stars that were, you know, throwing away their Bud Lights and destroying them and stuff would have gotten a rush, a groundswell of the transgender community rushing out and buying Bud Light, and you would see their numbers skyrocket, which mm. didn't. Mm. Why? Because well, I, I have a reason, but I want to hear yours. Oh, well, it's, it's great. So <laughs> why? there are only two things that we could come up from this, right? Yeah. Now. The Bush brand, the Anheuser-Busch brand continues to hemorrhage. Where are the Bud Light faithful, as I just asked, when the transgender sexual vestite community? Mm -hmm. Are they not coming to the aid of the brand that risked everything to represent them? Or did Bud Light hitch its wagon to a community that never purchased this product in the first place? Yeah. And that's what it did. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought of that. But you're right. They're not even their customers. Exactly. So they took a bet, and it's the dumbest bet ever, to suggest that, you know what, Bud Light isn't for, as the marketing rep said, you know, we were too fratty. You know, we were too old school and outdated. We needed to bring in a new audience. Well, where is that audience now? Because you would think, as Chick-fil-A did, like the Chick-fil-A audience did, Mm -hmm. they rushed out and said, nah, man, we love their chicken, man. We love their cottage fries. We love their salads. We're going to go out there. We're going to support them. We're going to bring it around the corner. So Bud Light should have gotten that same response. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Bud Light was gearing itself towards a customer that never liked them. Wow. This is golden. See, this is why I love having you on, because you, you get these nuggets. You dig these nuggets of gold out. I mean, this is not, though, 
this social contagion is not limited to Bud Light because I know other CEOs of companies, obviously we'll never name them, but I know other CEOs that are frustrated with the struggle they're having with ESG, environmental, social, and corporate governance. It's really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think it's a, it's a cover for, for, you know, gender support of, right. of whatever it is. But their problem is they have to do it. They feel like they have to go along with it because they're afraid of, of well, the outcome. They're afraid that they'll get blackballed. They're afraid that they'll lose lending power uh, or, or ability to, to borrow. And so they, they, they do it, but they hold their nose when right. they institute these ESG policies in their company. I think there's a lot more of that going on than, than we know. And, of course, the, the lamestream, mainstream media, they're not going to report that because, you know, I mean, Go Governor DeSantis, not too long ago, um, signed a law blocking ESG standards in government investments. He said, we're not going to do this. We're not, we're not falling into this thing. And, and I think this is the problem. It, it's a mob mentality. People are afraid of the mob. Do you suppose Bud Light thought in line with ESG governance, uh, corporate policy, that they, they thought that they'd win a whole new segment of, 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 of buyers with, with doing this? They did, but I want to take, take notice of another piece of history that you'll remember. And okay. everyone listening to us in the nutmeg state will remember it. In the 1970s, Jimmy Carter started the Community Reinvestment Act. It was completely destroyed. For those of you who don't remember, this yeah, was an yeah. opportunity for, for minorities mm -hmm. and poor people to buy their first home. Yes, sir. Right? It was defeated by Reagan, thank you, 1980, mm -hmm. <laughs> when he became president of the United States. Your and favorite it was president. was established in 1999 by William Jefferson Clinton, old yeah. Bubba. Right. And the reason why, and it was just a new, a, a new uh, uh, iteration of the community reinvestment plan mm -hmm. that, in essence, from the bully pulpit of the president of the United States, told banks, you have to do this, otherwise we're going to call you racist and bigoted. Mm -hmm. And gave home loans to people who couldn't afford them, and then in 2008, we saw the Great Recession. That's what's mm -hmm. happening, folks. Yeah, History is repeating itself. All of and these businesses mm -hmm. are being... Uh, not even blackmailed. They're being mm -hmm. extorted mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by by the bully pulpit of the president of the United States that has an LGBTQ agenda, mm -hmm. telling and, and a climate agenda, and all of these other social justice agendas, and telling the companies that you have to be a part of it or we'll destroy you. We will use our bully pulpit to call you racist, bigoted, bigoted, and homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't do what we tell you. Mm -hmm. You will be destroyed. And these yeah. companies are saying, well, this is against our, this isn't even supporting the people who brought us to the dance. And guess what? Instead of just fighting back and just saying, look, we're not going to do this, they fall in line just like yeah. the banks did. But guess what? Yep. What did the banks do? The banks found a way to keep themselves in or keep keep their 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 uh, their shareholders uh, in the in the black while everything else went into the red. Mm -hmm. And people actually profited off the failure yeah, yeah. that they knew was going to happen. I don't know who's doing it now, but some of these companies may have to decide to. They may have to profit off the failure of every one of these companies. So the stuff that you know, Bud Light and the like, may have to go away in order for people to realize that this was a bad idea. I wish, we're talking with Reese on the radio, I wish someone would do a, a study, and I don't have time, I wish somebody would do an in-depth study. Dylan Mulvaney was hired by about 20 companies. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, some of these companies have already seen a huge drop off in sales. Some of the, the uh, makeup you know, cosmetic companies, and of course, Bud Light being the, the massive epic failure that happened here. It, it'd be curious to me to know how are these other 20 companies or about doing with, you know, a, a transgender influencer. I mean, this is so bad. Nike hired them. Nike yep. hired them to do sports bra commercials. I know. I mean, we're what we are insane. The world is insane. I don't, you know. And then I, I'm so grateful for that. The swimmer Riley. I don't know her last name. Maybe you can recall. Uh, she stands up and she and she's speaking openly against transgenderism in sports, not allowing biological men to compete with women, ruining their careers, ruining their chances for scholarships, Im impacting their lives negatively. This this uh, basically disrespecting lives of hard work that these young women have put into in training and practice to get to the pinnacle of their sport, only be knocked off by a transgender. Um, I, 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 I'm grateful for, for them. Oh, just going back to your Chick-fil-A um, analogy yeah. for a moment. Uh, did it work for Chick-fil-A? Well, last year, 2021, was their largest um, sales year ever at $16.6 billion. That's right. They're That's a lot of chicken. Three franchise a fast food franchise in the country and they and at the time of the controversy they were numbered six or seven yeah well they just they just last month released their new annual report last year's sales 18.8 billion <laughs> again but see what we should get from that simply enough is bud light should have the same response in other words, but but it says two things about the audience that they were they were reaching out to aside from the fact that they were never interested in Bud Light in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So with all due respect, I kind of thought the transgender community was into cosmos, but even <laughs> if that's not true, I don't think that they're drinking Bud Light. No, but even if hardly. that were the case, right? Like if the transgender community were to come out in full force and support Bud Light, I promise you the numbers would still be a, a, Oh, they'd still take because it's not the audience. You hit it exactly. on the head. It was never their audience. It's not going to be their audience. And and somebody in marketing, and, and obviously those people, I think both of those people that are in charge of Bud Light Marketing, I think they're both out now. One's, one's fired. Uh, the other is on extended leave. They'll yeah. be fired soon. Um, how, did, how did somebody in the company go, you know, guys, I appreciate your creativity on this, but I don't think this is going to work. Nobody in a massive company like Anheuser-Busch, InBev, nobody was watching over these two, a guy and a woman. Nobody was saying, you know, this this may not be the best thing for us. Nobody, how did they miss that? I don't get it. I, I What I would like Anheuser-Busch to do, or InBev for that matter, what I would really like them to do, and many people would just like them to do, is just apologize exactly but they can't do just it. just they can't apologize yeah. and you know what you simply say hey we really <laughs> wanted to appeal to another group of people but yeah. we should have never alienated you and in accepting them we need to accept you too just all you have to do we accept everyone we're sorry we accept everyone just like that, I don't know if you heard about the bar just recently um, in some town, I think it was Indiana, some, some bar said they would not tolerate its customers, its paying customers, yeah, yeah. complaining about what happened with Bud Light. In yeah. essence, saying, we don't want to do business yeah. with you. We're going to censor you. <laughs> the, yeah, the audience, I mean, of course, their audience said, yeah, we're not coming to your bar anymore. Yeah. And then 
Well, who suffers? Their employees suffer, the bartenders suffer, of course their bottom line suffers, and now they're begging for people to come in. Yeah, well, who yeah. are they begging to come in? Oh, you mean the community that didn't attend your bar in the first place? Mm -hmm. But you couldn't just apologize to the people you alienated. Yeah. They have a right to complain. They weren't hurting yeah. anybody by complaining about yeah. it. But you ins insisted on ins instead of saying, okay, you have a right to your opinion. You called them bigoted. You called them racist. You called them everything under the sun. You alienated them. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you wanted to be a part of a group that, in essence, doesn't even accept you or, or doesn't even patronize your establishment. This is silly. So we've, we've seen Chick-fil-A not, not only weather that storm in 2012, but, I mean, continue robust $12 billion, $13 billion, $14 billion, $16 billion, $18 billion, robust growth in the last five years. We've seen it huge. Can, can Anheuser-Busch and Bev, can they recover from this? No, and they shouldn't. They should, really? This should be – look, we – I believe in history. We need examples. Yeah. That's the reason why we're talking about Dan Cathy. Yeah, yeah. We have sure. the Dan Cathy example mm -hmm. to let companies like InBev know that there's a way to do this. And if you do it the wrong way, you have to suffer for it. Now, look, I don't feel bad for Bud Light. Bud Light, aside from the fact that I don't drink anymore, but nobody should feel bad for Bud Light. <laughs> they made their decision when they hired the young lady or the, or the young man to do that campaign, they walked the tightrope. And this is a, a, a thing that I tell everyone in this business. When you decide to do something controversial, think of it as a tightrope tight over the Grand Canyon. Some mm. of us make it to the other side. Others don't. Mm. But you must meet your impending doom if you fall off that tightrope. Yeah. yeah. And Bud Light walked the tightrope, and they fell off. Wow. Wow. Hey, you know what? I love I love these conversations we have because I feel like we're able <laughs> My to really pleasure, man. dissect and drill down. And um, I, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you so much for taking. Your, tell folks how they can get your podcast, when they can hear from you. Go ahead, please give us, give us a rundown. Uh, yeah, just go to reeseontheradio.com. Of course, that's spelled like peanut butter cups. I have to say that. R e e s e <laughs> reeseontheradio.com. Uh, the podcast is every night. Um, and, uh, you know, more and more people are joining it. And, of course, you can uh, catch it if you don't get to hear it live uh, at night, each night uh, on the website. Just go to Odyssey, to the Odyssey app, and you can find the Reese on the Radio rundown there immediately after the show airs. Wow, that's awesome. Reese, thanks so much. Reese on Radio, thank you. Appreciate you so much. God bless My you. Pleasure, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. You got it. Bye. All right, there you go. Oh, how fabulous! I, I it is wonderful. I, I I do feel feel a chemistry with Reese because you know what? We both have the same all-time favorite president, Ronald Reagan, and that and that's how it starts, right? And so we're just uh, we're just building the relationship. All right, uh, stay with us. We're gonna take a break. Commercial news. Come back. Open phone lines when we return. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. You want to comment? What's your take? I think Reese hit it right on the head. I think he's one hundred percent right. And I don't know. I don't know if Bud Light recovers at this point. It, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 